Up next. Well, the 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 truth is that it's uh, people say that fundraising is difficult, and it is. So hi everyone, welcome back to Business Podcast by Ruki. If you enjoyed this episode, tweet me at kr underscore two two one zero one zero or email at bizpodruhi at gmail.com. In today's episode, I'm joined by Tiang of Forge VC. We discuss about dads and tech newsletter, Forge VC's investment thesis, and so much more. So without further ado, let's jump right into this episode. So hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. So today we're joined by Tiang of Forge VC. So hi, Tiang. Could you share a bit about your pivot from Evernote into VC and what skills were required to make this pivot and to make this jump? Yeah, no, thanks for having me. Um, uh, it was quite accidental, actually. You know, um, starting a career in VC wasn't exactly something that I planned. Um, the 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 long and short of it was that you know back in twenty fifteen, um, when I was at Evernote, um, as you was as you would imagine, it's a you know, I was I was an operator, but I started making some angel investments, and when I left the company, um, one of the um opportunities that emerged was the opportunity to um join Jungle Ventures to launch a seed fund, um. Um and I was thinking to myself, wouldn't it be interesting to understand you know how it works professionally as an investor on the other side of the table, right? Um, if it sounded intellectually interesting, and I got the opportunity to meet um and work with many founders, which is a a, a passion of mine, and one thing led to another, and I ended up you know launching. The seed fund, um, called Seed Plus, uh, with uh, Jungle in um late twenty fifteen, early twenty sixteen. So you had quite an accidental career into the VC space. So my next question is: So how can students get more involved in the Southeast Asia VC ecosystem? And anything you could share on that front? Sure, I think uh, well at least um, at least here in Singapore, uh, um, today there's a lot more mainstream awareness and consciousness around tech entrepreneurship and along come with uh coming along with that a understanding of what venture capital is right um in colleges in in nus national university of singapore smu right uh, singapore management university um there are student-led vcs like prodigy ventures uh that uh, and i'm sure there are other organizations that i know of so um, there are platforms and avenues, uh, like this, which didn't exist when I was in, uh, uh, in in college, you know, more than ten years ago. Um, that now you are able to engage and participate, right? There are also a lot more uh venture firms, um, across the region, and many of us uh taking interns. You know, we we do we have an internship program that we run every six months. So if you're interested, curious, and you want to learn more, uh, definitely reach out. You know we're we're actively recruiting uh interns right now. Um, that gives you a chance to be exposed into the day in and day out of uh uh VC. 
You made a great point about how students can get more involved through their school and their college. And so my next questions are now more on a masterclass on how to raise VC funding and what is Ford's VC's investment thesis. So my next questions to you are more on those lines. So my first question is, so what is Forge VC's investment thesis? And could you share a bit more on that? Sure. It's, um, um... So a couple of headlines here. Uh, we focus in Southeast Asia, um, pre-seed and seed. Uh, what that means then is we're typically the first investment into the company, um, or at least the first institutional round or startups raising. Um, if we can go as early as just a few people with an idea, um, or one people with an idea, right? With a partner with founders at that uh, idea stage to as mature as um, you have a you have a team, you have a product. There are a couple of customers, but there's uh and there's revenue, but there's not um definitively product market fit yet, right? Um, and that's the entire spectrum in which we um invest in, um, and it's so far we've invest we've done about ten investments across a region, um, almost always leading rounds because the philosophy here is that we want to partner and work really closely with founders, um, especially at the um, you know, board level, right? Being really involved in helping them getting their idea off the ground, turning that into reality and and sending them on the path of product market fit. Right. Um and of the 10, we've invested in um um a few in Singapore, a few in Vietnam, a few in Indonesia. And these are companies that are in consumer software products, um, education, fintech, web3, uh, insurtech. It's, it's a pretty broad spectrum of verticals which we've um, um, invested in. To us, uh, the fundamental truth, if you will, is um, um, at the end of the day, working with exceptional founders um, that are uh, building for the opportunities of tomorrow, right? Um, we do have opinions about you know, sectors that we want to be involved in, but the at its core, really, it's about backing exceptional founders. You know that are smart, driven, high hustle, and you know have uh, ambition of building you know category defining companies of tomorrow. So, so that's the central idea here. That's amazing. And so my next question is: So how did you fundraise for your VC fund, Forge VC, after you left? Jungle Ventures, any tips and pointers you could share with the audience who may be looking into starting their own VC fund as well? Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, well, the, 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 the truth is that it's, uh, people say that fundraising is difficult and it is, right? Um, and it still is. Uh, I think at the end of the day, it really is about um, being very passionate about what you do. Right, because um the default answer for many um um in conversations are is no, right, or maybe, right, and very few yeses. So you just have to like keep going, um, um, and be very diligent and tenacious about it. Um, there are a few things that I think that are um central to my operating principles, which is be very clear about who you are, what you do. What's your mission? Um, and say that with clarity, right? Um, and on top of that, I think uh, 
a lot of people it's hard to it's hard to differentiate sometimes from uh you know one one investor to the other um track record helps and thankfully you know i have a bit of a track record to to prove that but that yeah you know um that having been said it's it's, it's um you still have to bring that message across right um both differentiation proving differentiation is uh it's another big point here um you want to make sure that you know you communicate your strategy with clarity and also with differentiation against you know what others are doing here so that you stand out right it's a really noisy world out there um the more you could you know differentiate the more you could stand out the higher chance of um, being successful in, in in fundraising yeah so i think that's some great tips i think my biggest takeaway from all that was to prove differentiation and to have a strategy with clarity so my next question is so what did you learn as a vc any lessons and mistakes that you made over your tenure as a vc oh too many <laughs> um I continue to learn new things every day. I think that's one of the most interesting aspect of the job, right? Which is you learn, you learn new things every day about the world, about um new industries, sectors, about people. Um, but for me though, I think uh some of the greatest lessons are not just lessons and insights that you glean that apply to how, uh, that apply to how you get better at. Um, your job professionally, but broadly speaking, lessons that you can draw and generalize across, you know, different aspects of your life, right? Um, and some of those are really at its core leadership principles that I get to observe. Um, how really really good founders um build companies, um manage their teams, um build culture, and ultimately skill as a leader. You no, know, starting from zero to one, one to, you know, many, um, because building a company is hard, right? Um, and the role of a founder changes dynamically from day zero to day one, and post product market fit as you're scaling, the the, you no, know, your role changes yet again, right? And the need for you to provide leadership to, not just the team but the uh, stakeholders in general, uh, changes yet again too, right? Um and to me those are probably one of the best um um I guess experiences I I get to have through this journey um is to learn and and hopefully mimic some of these um leaders at at work and apply that to my own life right how do I become a better leader for the other portfolio companies that I work with um the firm you know at, at Forge our our team members and you know and people around me. I think my biggest takeaway in all that was to how you can learn and observe from founders that you meet and just learning and imbibing from the people that you're meeting is kind of one of the big things that you took away as a VC as well. And something that I also hope to learn more about the VC space and through doing interviews with people like you and others on the podcast. So my first question, my not first question, sorry. One question from Melinda Chu is, are there different trends in Southeast Asia going on compared to US? So like she was saying that US is more AI and generative AI re becoming very trendy right now. So what are the trends that you're seeing in Singapore? Yeah, um, 
I don't. I think so. Increasingly, I think the world is very is flat and fractured yet, right? And the distribution for a lot of these technologies are felt almost always immediately, whether it's you're in Singapore, India, or US, right? Um, you know when I remember OpenAI was uh just kind of came up publicly late last year, uh immediately within the next week or so, um the board meetings that I am part of are already chatting about um, either incorporating some of these technology into their product roadmap and or think about the implications of generative AI in their businesses, right? Um, and this is across different industries from education, uh, insurance, um, corporate secretary. You know, the impact is very wide, right? Um, so from a trend perspective, I think, is something that increasingly and increasing velocity as well, um, that founders, no matter where you are, need to be a lot more aware of some of this um, fundamental shifts and development in, in technology. Um, but if I bring it to a local context here, you know, we, as, as, as far as, we, as much as we can, we don't really look at trends that much from an investing perspective. Um, to us, you know, um, the way we think about it is that we try to organically work with founders that are, you know, smart and driven. And and by definition, smart and driven founders will naturally seek out some of the greatest opportunities that they can work on, right? Um, so to us, uh, it's really more about that rather than having a top-down view or which categories and sectors are interesting and, and continue to search within those, right? Um, that having been said, it's not, we are, we have, we do have our own opinions about which um, sectors, markets, or categories are interesting. And for myself, I've been spending a lot of more time in um, health tech. Um, and that's against the backdrop of um, the aging population here in, in Singapore and wider Southeast Asia. Right, and the challenges that come with uh that demographic shift. Um, how do we you know because of this um use data and technology to tackle this problem, whether it's preventive healthcare or um indirect um um in indirect indirectly using you know maybe innovation in the insurance industry to help um shape policy, shape you know, um work with uh uh, no, uh, governments across the region to to tackle some of these problems as well. So I think there are m uh, massive opportunities uh, in health tech. And that's something that uh, I'm paying keen attention to. So. Thanks for sharing your insights on health tech and like what you're personally interested in as well. And we just got a question from one of the people on Twitter called Mash. And he's asking, how does he... How do you support the founders post-investment? Like, what's your value add as a VC? And could you share any, like, tips for people as well on how they can also start adding value to founders? Um, so as I alluded uh, to earlier, um, the way we invest is we tend to um, lead rounds. We'll um, take a board seat or be involved at the board level. Um, in a very deep way, and a lot of that besides come, uh, you know, uh, comes with the responsibility of being a 
lead investor and being a board member, right? Um, on so on top of um your fiduciary duties as a board member, ensuring governance, um, compliance, and just like the proper, uh, ins and outs of running a business. Um, beyond that, I always tell founders to think of us as their extended um corporate development or business development team, you know. Uh, what do I mean by that? So um, for one, I don't think we'll ever be able to help founders with product market fit. Because um, that's frankly, you know, um, the superpower of a founder, right? You know, they're, by definition, if you're thinking about a problem day in day out you know you know, you, you would definitely be that much better than someone who's not right so if you're working here so so for us then it's about how do we fill in the gaps around um of company building around uh, you know um product market fit that includes you know um helping for instance recruiting uh for instance you know establishing um maybe early proof of concepts or or um um, getting to the table certain early customers that we have relationships and network with, um, or you know, bringing to the table pattern recognition, um, that we've seen across different, um, um, companies and past experiences, uh, to help founders avoid making mistakes that are avoidable, right? So it really is about at the end of the day three things. Number one is bringing our relationships to the table. Uh, number two is bringing our experiences to the table. Number three is bringing, uh, you know, if uh, our skill sets to the table, right? Like for myself, for instance, um, I used to manage uh, PR um, for Evernote out here in uh, in Asia. And uh, so one one skill I would have then is to help companies to shape their uh, narrative in terms of communications, you know, uh, um, PR strategy, go-to-market strategy, and all that. So these three things. I think you perfectly summed up the value add and how how you personally add value as well to founders. So my next question and my last question for you is, so I saw on LinkedIn that you have this newsletter called Dads in Tech. So where did the idea for that newsletter come about and what's next like what do you have planned for that newsletter and anything you could share with the audience on that i have nothing planned for the newsletter <laughs> it's uh you know like uh uh during the pandemic everyone had like a pandemic project you know um some people might get into baking sourdough bread some people like planting plants you know for me i started a newsletter called that's in tech and uh as the title suggests, it's pretty obvious. It's about fathers working in technology. So uh, I've interviewed globally, you know, VCs, technologists, entrepreneurs, software engineers, product managers from Silicon Valley, from, from Japan, Korea, Indonesia, here, uh, you know, hoping to get India and hoping to get more uh, on the board. Um, I'm a dad to... Uh, five-year-old, well, soon-to-be five-year-old son, and I'm really passionate about making sure that being, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a good father, right? So, um, and through that journey, you know, my dialogue conversations with different people in the industry, I realized that there's a lot of um, wisdom that are 
not readily available online. So I decided to kind of um, read, put those content online into a newsletter and share it with the world. And hopefully that's you know, my own way of making sure that uh, A, I learn on a daily basis how to be a better father and help others you know, around the world to do that too. That's a really good kind of way to learn about how to become better, better father as well as also impart that knowledge to other people and get them also to learn how to be better fathers and the strong personal connection and the why is very evident in everything that you've just shared so it was an absolute pleasure and an honor to host you on the podcast today and do share like how the audience can connect with you and yeah anything like any socials how do they connect with you and how do they reach out maybe even to Forge VC? Like what's your, anything that you can share on that? Yeah, no, I'm super easy to find. I'm on Twitter, um, uh, T-I-A-N-G-L-I-M. Um, that's my handle. Um, I'm on LinkedIn as well. So that's that's pretty easy. If you have a, a pitch deck, you know, feel free to send it to uh, hello at forge.vc um, so that you know, the team and I can get it. Um, or if interested in an internship, right? So feel free to reach out to that, you know, too. Okay, awesome. So yeah, have an amazing day ahead. And once again, it was an absolute honor and pleasure to host you on the podcast.